from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what you can learn from others' circumstances. And novelist Ernest Hemingway had this to say about listening. He said, I like to listen. I've learned a great deal from listening carefully. Most people never listen. And as we talk about learning from other people's circumstances and other people's experiences, that listening part that's key. I'm really going to be honing in on that on today's show. And before we do that, we do the hug. Each and every week, we share what's been going on in One Extraordinary Marriage, the One Extraordinary Marriage family, specifically how the show or how the resources have impacted you and your marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Holiday Book Bundle. So just in case you've missed it or you've been hiding under a rock, Christmas is coming next week. And some of you, the procrastinating type, are thinking, oh my gosh, what do I get my husband or my wife? Well, Tony and I have got the perfect solution for you, but you're going to have to act fast because there are only 30 of these available. It's the One Extraordinary Marriage Holiday Book Bundle. It's softcover copies of our two most popular titles, Connect Like You Did When You First Met, 101 Proven Questions for Couples, and Seven Days of Sex Challenge. It's the opportunity to improve both your emotional and your physical intimacy this Christmas season. So get both of these titles for just $19 for the bundle. That's a 56% savings. But you've got to act now because with only 30 available, they aren't going to last long. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash book bundle and use the promo code book deal. That's all one word book deal and capitalize the B in book and the D in deal. We're going to have that link in the show notes as well with all that information. But with 30 guys, I'm telling you, they're going to fly off the shelves. And mm-hmm. uh, just as a little insider, those of you listening to the podcast, you're getting first access to this information um, because we put this out at midnight. So you're on the inside track if you want to scoop that up and get those before Christmas. Yeah. And, an, and another thing with that, you give the connect like you did when you first met as sort of like that stocking stuffer that they can open in front of everybody. And then the seven days of sex challenge is the one that you keep for later for the two of you. Ah, it's like a, it's like a double Christmas present. Yes. You don't even have to do it all at once. Yes. So this hug came off of iTunes. This was a five star review on iTunes. And the title of the review said saving marriage one couple at a time. And you know, a lot of times when you leave an iTunes review, they give you an opportunity to put who it's by. And this one said, by someone you'll never know. And the writer went on to say, listening to this couple talk about my marriage at length, oops, I mean their marriage, got me to return to my bedroom after more than a year of sleeping in the guest room where I was busy planning my divorce. Wow. I got my husband to listen. And he's finally being more honest with me after 25 years. This is giving giving rise to some genuine intimacy for a change. Come I on. can't thank these two enough for revealing their marital issues in order to save others from divorce. I can't stop thinking about all the children they're sparing that particular pain by helping their parents to get connected. Mm. I'll encourage my kids to listen when they're old enough to be in their own serious relationships. God bless Elisa and Tony and their kids. 
many thanks. Wow. Come on. That, that is was, just that's just awesome. And wow, this this reviewer hit our why, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we shared this on the 300 show and share it again here. You know, our why is we, we, we save one marriage. Mm-hmm. And we don't know whose marriage that is this week. We don't know whose marriage that is today. But each and every time we get behind these microphones, when we're thinking about what we're going to write, what we're going to do, it's because we want to save one marriage with the goal of impacting a million and changing lives and a legacy. So just love this hug. Kudos to you to you to get back in that bedroom. That's huge. Man, is that just awesome. That is just so incredible. I, I just, I want to say that your willingness, this reviewer's willingness to share that transparency here. I, I hope you understand the message of hope that that brings because there are a lot of you out there listening going, what about me? What, what about, you know, what can I learn? And, and, you know, as Tony opened the show saying the show was going to be about learning from other people's circumstances. You know, the hug is where that starts this week. This hug right. tells you, you know what, there's still hope that you can, you know, you can learn new things. You can take new strategies and put them into place in your marriage and, and have a different result. I mean, guys, she'd been out of the bedroom for a year contemplating and planning her divorce. I mean, I can't. Are we assuming it's a she or did it say a she? Uh, well, she said, I got my husband to listen. Oh, oh okay. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, my bad. I'm pretty sure. Got it. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I could be right. wrong, but um, you know. No, no, but, no. I wasn't sure if it was the, it was, if oh, it was the husband. husband who, yeah, yeah. So my bad. But you know, and what she said about saving children, the pain of divorce, that's very real to us. We have seen friends um, and their families go through divorce. And yes, if we can save children from that particular pain, it's a motivating factor for sure. Mm-hmm. So in talking about today's show and just, you know, what's going on and we've done a lot of shows over the last few weeks talking about Christmas and you know, what can, this one is really going to focus on, you know, in this really busy time, what can you learn from another couple's marriage? And, you know, as we are in this last week or so, week and a half before Christmas, and those of you that are listening to the show when it's first released, you know, this is a really busy time. And actually, you know, I, as I wrote that and, and started to think about it, I'm like, really, it just looks different than the, the rest of the year just because the Christmas lights are up and things like that. But we live in busy, we live in a busy society, right? This time of year, there just happens to be, you know, all the invitations to the holiday parties and you've got all the holiday performances going on and you've got Christmas presents to wrap and stocking stuffers to buy. And, and there's all of these fun things that are demanding your attention, right? And the ugly sweater, the ugly sweater party. I mean, I think we've got two invitations to ugly sweater parties mm-hmm. coming up and you know, the kids are getting invited to parties and we're, just, and you know, for those of you that don't know, both of our kids have birthdays between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we just throw everything into like a six week period. And you may be going somewhere. You may have in-laws coming in. You may have your parents coming in. You may have brothers, sister-in-laws, in-laws, whatever it may be. There's, there's just a lot of that hustle and bustle that just comes around the holidays, Absolutely. you know, picking up people from the airport, leaving, you know, it just, that all gets tied in. And so it becomes a really challenging time for marriages because a lot of couples find themselves in this really concentrated, busy, stressful time. And they're trying to hold it together for the sake of the family, for the sake of the kids. Like, let me get through the holidays. And, and you know, as I thought about that, I'm like, you know what? We were never designed to solely exist in a survival mode. 
right? I mean, there are definitely seasons in marriage where you're just kind of like, okay, I just got to like grin and bear it. But, but really marriage is supposed to, at its, at, at its best way, be a place where the two of you thrive. And yet so many are in the survival place, right? And, and what I'm sharing, what we're sharing today really came out of a coaching session that I had with a husband who came and reached, reached out to us for coaching because the busyness had overtaken his marriage. And, you know, as we looked through that, as we were talking about it, there were just so many things that he was sharing that I thought, you know what, the whole audience needs to hear this and it needs to hear the strategies that we came up with together because you can take these strategies right now, like heading into the busiest two weeks of the year for most people, you know, with the holiday parties and whatnot and, you know, all the things that Tony just mentioned and put them into practice and change the way the end of 2015 looks like and the way 2016 starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Because this is a couple. And just to give you a little background, like so many of us, husband and wife, both working, doing their own things. This family, number of kids and the kids have got their schedule. So you've got his schedule, her schedule, the kids schedules. We're volunteering. We're at the school. We're involved in church. They had like next to zero connection. Mm. They were too busy too busy. And as I talked to this husband, I was like, okay, tell me, tell me what's going on. And well, when they did get a chance to talk because they were so starved for connection, one person would literally just like dump on the other one, you know, it was a million miles a minute and like no time to even respond or get a word in edgewise. And I, I liken it, you know, I was watching a father and child at um i think i can't remember oh we were at a restaurant and the dad had like stepped out and came back in and the little girl runs up to him and she's just like daddy 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 and it was like i mean he'd only been gone for three minutes but what she proceeded to tell him you know could have been like two hours worth of stuff right because she was so excited and she just kind of you know dumped on her dad and you could just see he was just trying to process all the different places that her head was going and we do that with our spouses both husbands and wives do that and then when the husband was telling me about how he would respond, he would just kind of like be looking at his phone or looking at the TV and, and give her the courtesy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure, honey. Whatever you say. Not even listening. Cause he was just like, I can't even get a word in edgewise. So why, why pay attention? And then when it came time to actually spending time together, there was always the to-do list. Right. Right. Like this time of year, I mean, the to do list doubles because you've got to bake the cookies and you've got to wrap the presents and you got to, you know, make sure the kids have, you know, the dress shoes for the Christmas pictures. And oh, yeah, you got to order those Christmas pictures, which, by the way, I still have to do. And, you know, you've got all of these different things. And oh, my gosh, like you want to hold my hand and spend time with me? I don't have time for that. Right. And yet I will tell you guys the first time, the first time that Tony and I ever shared our story about the 60 days of sex challenge and, and doing that, that was to an audience of 40 couples at a marriage retreat. Mm-hmm. And a wife stood up during the Q&A and she looked me straight in the eye and she said, I got a question for you. She goes, how on earth did you commit to doing that with Tony? Knowing like, I mean, what'd you do about your dishes and your laundry and all the stuff you've got to take care of around the house? And I looked to this wife in the eye and I said, hold on a second. I said, let me tell you something. I have kids. The laundry, the dishes, the straightening up. Oh my gosh, it's like a never-ending cycle. 
Yeah, in our house. You guys have kids. You know that. I mean, there's always there's always going to be laundry. There's always going to be dishes. There's always going to be some pair of socks to clean up. At least in my house, Um, socks seem to migrate literally all over the place. But Tony, as I told his wife, I have no guarantees on him. He could like leave our house tomorrow morning, be on the freeway, get hit by a car, and boom, it could happen. Or he could be Mm -hmm. on his bike. Or I could, you know, be running errands and you know something could happen to me no guarantees Mm -hmm. so you know what we're going to talk about is what do we do about this drift right and and what can you take from this couple that i've just shared with you the lessons that this husband learned and implemented in his marriage to change what's going on right because we heard this amazing speaker um a few weeks ago actually he was in san diego john bevere from messenger international and Amazing man. If you've never heard of John Bevere, you need to go check him out. His newest book is called Good or God. And man, is it just, it is good. It's impactful. Yeah. I'll put a link to the book in the show notes for those of you who are interested in picking that up. And as we heard him, he actually preached at our church at C3 San Diego when he was in town. And he made the comment that drift does not happen consciously. And I think that's really, you know, I was talking to this husband what had been going on in their marriage, right? It wasn't like they'd set out like, okay, well, I'm just not going to spend time with you anymore, honey. Like, I'm just going to sit and do my own thing. No, it was not that. But here's what happens when the two of you are going a million miles an hour and you're not slowing down, when you're not actually listening to one another, Mm -hmm. when you're not taking advantage of those opportunities to connect, no matter how big or how small, I want to ask you, what do you think is going to happen, guys? It's drift, right? You don't want to be in the place where this husband was when he's like, oh my gosh, like, Elisa, what do I do? Tony and I have been there. Mm-hmm. Like, drift oh, is yeah. real. Oh, yeah. And, and drift, like, I will tell you, even though we do this stuff every week, guys, for those of you that are new to the One Extraordinary Marriage family, our son just finished up what, 16 weeks of football? Yeah. Roughly by the time it was all done. Um, there was not a single free weekend. Like there were no bye weeks during the entire football season, which when he played two years ago, we at least had one bye week. And our anniversary falls during football season. Apparently bad timing before we ever had kids. And so we went 16 weeks. And actually it's been longer because we're still trying to figure out when that's going to happen. Fortunately, um, when we talk about all those things that are happening during Christmas, my parents are coming to San Diego. So we're really hoping mom and dad, if you're listening to the show, we'd like a night out. Maybe that could be our Christmas present. Um, but we've gone a long time without having an overnight away. Right. And we try to do one at least every quarter. That's, that's our goal. At least one night away each quarter. Um, in addition to our, our, date nights or date days that yeah. we, we do. And so we had some drift going on. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, as soon as football season like ended, we we're like, okay, we're like, the date nights are picking back up. The walks are picking back up because we have, we have a, a drift meter. It's kind of, you know, it's not like it's something that's actually on the wall or that type of thing, but it's a, it's a sensation between the two of us of when we're not connecting, when we're like this husband, when it's just, you know, you're talking in sound bites because you're not going to get a lot of time when you're so busy with everything that needs to be done that you aren't spending time together. And so I want to share with you, and we're going to really dig into the three strategies that this husband put together because they're so good. And 
putting them into practice this next couple of weeks will change. I'm telling you guys, it will change your 2015 ending and it will launch your marriage for 2016. Right. So the very first one is that you've got to make a decision to slow down. And I know like there are so many of you right now that are like looking at your iPod or you're looking at your computer or it's playing through the radio on your car and you're like, Alisa, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm listening to this on December, I don't even know what, 15th? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's the 15th? Yeah. December 15th. And do you realize it's 10 days until, like how on earth can you ask me to slow down? I'm telling you, make a decision, right? Like you don't have to attend every party you're invited to. You don't have to go to every Christmas performance that is happening in your city during this time of year. And I think for many of us, it's it, it can be in the small things too. You know, that there, Elisa's been talking about the bigger things that happen, but it's a, it's a lot of the smaller things too. What do we choose to just, you know, look at our calendars and go, do we really need to be doing that right now? Mm. Can we batch what we need to get done? And sure. this is something that I, I think about a lot, even in my own life. And, you know, I don't have it down perfectly by any stretch of the imagination. And yet I'm trying to be better at it. And so by looking at what needs to be done can I batch that stuff so that way I can have some some space, some margin, um, an ability to slow down and in, enjoy and relax? And this past weekend was one of those instances where a lot had happened last week. We ended the week with um, this amazing musical production, and then Saturday and Sunday came about, and you know what? I was able to just slow down a bit, take mm-hmm. some time, relax, take a nap, you know, so if you can do that in the small stuff too, you can still enjoy the big stuff. You can still enjoy going to these things, but finding ways that you can go, you know what, during the day when we know we're together or we can have extra time together, let's cut out some of this other stuff that really doesn't add that much value to what we could be doing today. So that way we can just be rested together and enjoying the festivities in the evening. Right. And it's, you know, I'm glad Tony brought out the small things too, because even this weekend, um, we found ourselves on Sunday morning where we actually slept in. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's this crazy thing. In. Like all of a sudden, you Ooh, know, cause good. we're here yeah. in San Diego. So our pool filter runs all year round and the pool filter went on and I thought, well, that doesn't go on until eight o'clock. Like what, what's going on here? And I realized that it was eight ten when we got out of bed and that doesn't sound very late to some of you, to others, that sounds like a luxury for us. It's a luxury because we just slowed down and said, you know what? We're not going to get up super early. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want, I want you all to hear this. The world will not end. If you say no to someone, if you're saying no to make margin for your, for your marriage and your family, the world's not going to fall off its axis. Mm -hmm. Right. People, people will understand, like just explain. You know, I'd love to come. However, that's date night or that's time for my husband or that's time for my wife. You know, invite us next year, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay. The second thing that this husband figured out was that he needed to listen first. And this was, this was a big eye opener for him when, you know, when he like hasn't seen his wife for a few days, you know, it seems like because their schedules are running all over the place. And for him to just say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to listen to her. 
I'm not going to interrupt. I'm not going to try and get my points in, or I'm not going to say, but wait, what about me? And when he started implementing this, I have to tell you, it, I mean, it's a little awkward at first, right? Because we all want to be heard, right? We've all got our stuff to say. But what he realized is that if he gave her time to share whatever it was, and we've had, and I'll share our experiences on this in a minute. But when he gave her time, she got to a point where she was, she was done. Like she'd given him all of her thoughts and things like that. And so then she was in a place to be able to, crazy enough, listen to him. Right. And, and that's very much what Ernest Hemingway was saying in the opening quote is that, you know, you can learn so much about a person if you're willing to listen. And we need to spend more time listening to our spouses. Guys, you want, you want to change 2016? Start listening to your spouse now. Right. And if you don't know what to ask, here's one question you can ask your spouse today. You can ask them face to face would be best. If you're in a situation where, you know, you, you are crossing paths, you may want to do it via text message. Um, I would say though, if you could do it face to face, it would be best. But here's the question. If you could dream up any way for me to communicate my love and appreciation to you, what would it be? Mm. And that's just one question. And so we brought up our holiday book bundle at the top of the show that's just one of 101 questions you could ask. So that that's the thing is most of us, we ask the same questions over and over and over again. And so we don't really want to, we, we, we begin to like start tuning out because it's the same thing and we know what they're going to say. And believe me, Elisa and I have been there and are there at times. And so we got to challenge ourselves after 19 years of marriage to discuss and look at things differently. You know, our, our our habits and things have changed, so we got to address those. But that's one question. If you could, if you could dream up any way for me to communicate my love and appreciation to you, what would it be? Mm. And think about the power behind that question, because there's that whole interplay of, like, how do I express my love to you, and how do you want to receive it? it? Right? right? It, it, there's a give and take there. And you got to listen to un, to hear both of those sides. So if you try to chime in while they're, while they're speaking, you may miss out on the blessing of them sharing exactly how they, they, they want you to show love to them. Well, and as I was sharing with so. another husband that I was coaching with um, just this past week, we were talking about this whole listening idea and about expectations. And his wife, you know, through some of the language that she'd used, had conveyed some expectations, but he didn't know how to meet the expectation, right? And he didn't fully understand. And I said, mm. well, you've got to ask her. He's like, but she's probably going to tell me I should know. And I said, well, here's the thing. If you don't know, you have to ask the question. And you have to let her know, look, honey, I don't want to assume and I don't want to be wrong. I want to be able to meet your expectations. I've got to know what that phrase or what that action means to you. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to ask the question. Men and women, ask the question so that you know and listen for the answer. The last thing that you need to do, and this husband got really good at this, is that you have got to look for the opportunities. Folks, you have got to be aware of busyness, and you've got to be aware of where those opportunities to connect are, right? It could be, I mean, today is, as we're recording this podcast, today is one of those days where I feel like I have worn my chauffeur hat since about 2.30 this afternoon with the kids and their activities and things like that. And I had a little break in between taking one kid one place and another kid another place and came home and homework's going on and things like that. And I looked at the, the younger one and I said, I'm going to go say hi to your dad. 
and, and just connect with him because Tony was in the office and she's like, and she just yells up. She's like, hey, dad. And I said, no, I'm actually going to go and like hug and kiss on your dad. Right. Because I needed that connection mm-hmm. with Tony. And I mean, how long does it take to do a hug and a kiss? You know, 30 seconds, a minute, you know, just but to actually like, put my hands on him, kind of rub his back just to interrupt the busyness. And that's what it did for me. It was just like, okay, recentering. This is my foundation, right? And that's what you've got to look for. You've got to look for those opportunities, maybe between kids' schedules or between parties where you just sit down or, you know, our daughter was at a Girl Scout party today and the mom had the fireplace on in her home. Mm. And I thought, oh yeah, just sitting in front of the fireplace or sitting, you know, a lot of you have got your Christmas trees decorated and, you know, just sitting at night with just the Christmas lights on and just that soft light, guys, soft light is always good for romance. It's always good for connection. But, you know, I said it a few minutes ago when I was talking about the to-do list. Your to-do list will always, 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 always be there. I, I don't care if you accomplish everything on your list in any given day. Your brain is already thinking to what's on my list tomorrow. Like, it's just the way... I don't even know what the percentage is, but lots of people are wired. I, I, I would use the most, but somebody's going to be like, that's not me. Um, the thing is, you don't have the same guarantee on the person that you're married to. Life happens. It does. Mm-hmm. So why not live with the intentionality that, if there were no guarantees on the person that you love more than anything, if there were no guarantees on the person that shares your bed and your last name and the wedding band, how would you, how would you look for opportunities to connect with them? How would you say, you know what? I want to spend 10 minutes with you every day. I want to sit down and, you know, I want to have a cup of tea with you at night, or I want to, I want to start my day, you know, in prayer with you. What would you do if there were no guarantees that he or she would be there tomorrow? What opportunities would you find today to make that connection? Because I will tell you, this husband, when he started to slow down, when he started to listen first, and when he started to look for opportunities, his marriage changed. Why? Because he was taking action. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just sitting there going, well, Lisa, that sounds good in theory. And I think that's, you know, that's something mm-hmm. that I could do if I actually decided I wanted to. No, when we got off the phone from his coaching call, he's like, I got a plan. And I'm going to work this plan. And he did. And he started to see change because that unconscious drift that John Bevere talked about and we were mentioning earlier, when you slow down, when you listen first and when you look for opportunities, you correct that drift. You get intentional about your marriage. And there is no better time of the year than right now when we're talking about the end of the year and what does 2015 look like compared to 2016 to say, you know what? We're not drifting anymore. We're going to learn from this marriage that Tony and Elisa were talking about and we're going to put these into action right now. So you got to make a decision. This is the week to make that decision. This is the day to make that decision. Which one of these three do you have to start with? You know, are you too busy? Do you need to slow down? Right. I mean, and where does that come in? Right. Find those places where you can slow down, you know, shave some time off. It may be a season. Right. Now, we're not saying this happens forever. I mean, we we shared that with Alex, our oldest being in football for 16 weeks, four months. That was a season, you know, but now we're in a season where we can go. Okay, we can slow down a bit. We can back up. 
just chill before the next sports season starts up. So don't, don't think that this has to happen year round, but be conscious, conscious of where you're at and where that season's going to come in. Because if you don't, the drift will begin to happen Mm -hmm. and it's going to continue to happen until you're intentional about having an impact on your marriage. So make sure you look at that. Look at when can you listen to each other? Truly listen. And, and Elisa even snapped me out of this, this past week. You know, she, she was saying, she was saying something, she was asking me to help her with something. And, you know, I I just was like, no, you got to do it this way. And, and she's like, Tony. And I had, and I had honestly, I had to just listen. She's like, Tony, every time I ask you to do something recently, you jump at me and you just say, no, do it this way. And so I, I had to listen, you know, that was an, that opportunity for me to perk up my ears and go, wow, I didn't even catch myself doing that. But now that you mention it, I learned something about myself and I got to be conscious of those triggers. And why is that happening to me? You know, why am I, why am I just telling Elisa to, you know, no, that's not the way to do it. Instead of just teaching her in, in a productive way, mm-hmm. I would say. And then find those opportunities to connect. Are you going to go out on a walk and talk? You know, are you going to make time to just go to the coffee shop, your local coffee shop for an hour? Are you going to take time to just get out for a dinner? Are you going to do it when the kids go to bed? Remember way back when, when Elise and I first started this, our kids were young. The only opportunities we had were when our kids were in bed and we would make those times together important, vitally important for us. So it doesn't have to be a big to do, but you need to make time and you got to find those opportunities to connect around games, around dinner, around other activities where you guys get to interact with one another. So go out there, go out there this week. Go out there and, and take 2015 by storm. Let's end it strong. You know, let's 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 end it stronger than we started. So we start to 2016 stronger, right? And then that way we can just continue to have an impact on our marriages throughout the year. We love you guys. We are truly, truly just looking forward to hearing how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted you. So please don't hesitate to give us a call at 858-876-5663. And for those of you who are interested in that book deal before we run out, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash book bundle and make sure you put that coupon code book deal in to get the discount to $19. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week.